is nothing more inspiring than a woman being unapologetically herself. The answers are all in your heart. She's waiting, she's waiting, she's waiting for you to set her free. Welcome to BU Podcast. I'm Jill Herman and I am so glad you're here. I was broke, insecure, and craved approval. But with grit, hustle, and sacrifice, I still built a successful multi-million dollar business. 10 years in, burnout, I slowed down and looked inward. In that silence, I discovered that the same level of success could have come to me with much less effort and so much more joy. That's when I threw out the expectations of the world and chose to unbecome every single thing I thought I was supposed to be. And the real me was uncaged. It was far from easy. And in this podcast, I'll offer my entire journey as a roadmap so that if you're ready, you can finally be you. Hey friends, before we start the episode, I want to share a few things with you. So I had somebody ask me why I don't share the reviews that are posted for the podcast, and it's because I'm a newbie at this and I didn't even think about it. So I'm going to start doing that. But I first want to share with you a message that I received through our text community. If you don't know about our text community, I think you would love it. You can join by texting me at 260-217- Four six seven five, And I send just a couple of texts per week. Last week, I messaged everyone about how to raise their vibration. Sometimes I'll share topics that are related to the podcast episodes that week. But either way, you are very welcome to be a part of the BU Collective text community. So I received a text from one of our listeners named Lindsay. And I actually got choked up and felt like I was going to cry. Tears of joy. And just, you know, that feeling of, okay, I need to keep doing what I'm doing. And I want to thank Lindsay for that. So the text said, my seven-year-old, quote, are you talking to your friend, the one with the black hair? You know, the one that you talked to about being a better mom, end quote. Lindsay said, that's what my sweet Cora knows you as, the woman who helps me be a better mom and human. So thank you so much, Lindsay, for sharing that with me. You know, I don't know how... This is landing for people unless they tell me. And, oh, I just got a beautiful spiritual confirmation. So I actually said thank you. And then I looked down at my phone and it was 444. So thank you for that God wink. And I also, I think I'm going to start doing this every week or maybe even every episode. I pulled a few cards for you on one of the previous episodes. And and a lot of people messaged me and said, oh, that was so cool. I loved that. So I did it again today. And this just might be a regular thing. So I'm going to read them to you. The first says, my ability to receive is measured by how much I practice good feeling thoughts. The second card says, the moment I embrace my peace within and surrender the outcome is the moment that the universe can truly get to work. I'm going to say that one again. The moment I embrace my peace within and surrender the outcome is the moment that the universe can truly get to work. How often have we talked about that on this podcast? And the last is from The Course in Miracles. When any situation arises which tempts you to become disturbed, say, 
there is another way of looking at this. So today's episode isn't necessarily about social media, whether or not we should be on or off of social media, but the lesson of this episode was prompted by my decision to take a long hiatus from social media. So I actually love social media. I don't have a love-hate relationship with it. I actually love it. I see all of the good that comes. There are things I don't like about it. I've experienced some sticky, icky things with it. But really, the vast majority, I would say probably 99% of my experience in social media has been a blessing. It's how I was able to grow an online business, knowing nothing about how to grow an online business. It was through relationships, through social media. There was a point in time, probably for the last five years of my previous business, that most of my business, in fact, probably over 95% of my business came through social media, not through ads and not because I talked about my business, but because of the interactions and the relationships I was able to build that could have only been built through that platform. People all over the world interacting with them and building relationships. So I'm really grateful, grateful for social media, both Facebook and Instagram. Yes, like many of you, there are things about those platforms lately, you know, the censorship and all of that stuff, the fact checking. I just, I, I can't stand any of that. I'm very against it. Yet it's like, you know, getting a dozen roses and having a couple thorns there. I still am looking and enjoying and smelling the beauty of those roses. And I so appreciate that social media exists. So why did I leave? Well, it's interesting. A lot of us have said things like, oh, social media is frustrating. I want to take a break, or I need to take a break, or I feel like I'm getting a little addicted to it. And I know many of you can relate to this. I wish I could see you raising your hands. How many of you have said that? How many of you have actually attempted to, but then you've gone back on? How many of you, like me, have taken the app off of your phone only to turn around and put it right back an hour later? I used to take the Facebook and Instagram app off of my phone when I was in my previous career every Friday, I think at noon, and then I would keep it completely off until first thing Tuesday morning. And it was really, really, really nice for me. I needed that because I used it so much that it felt like a way for me to get some control over my interactions and the time I was spending interacting with people. So that was a tool that I used often and I loved. But I've talked to many of you who have said, I don't think I could do that. Or I've done that and I love that. Or I do that. I've talked to women who have said, you know, actually, I do that every single weekend. Or I do that at five o'clock every day. Now, some people, they don't feel the need to leave social media because they're not that attached to it. You know, it's just not a big deal to them. Remember in the very beginning of the launch of this podcast in October of 2020, when I talked about what happened when I cut all my hair really, really, really short, I cut my hair off. And I was telling you that I truly don't believe that every woman needs to or should cut all their hair off. I think the women who are not attached to their hair and don't feel afraid to cut their hair don't need to cut their hair. I also said that the women who are attached to their hair being long and they are afraid of what would happen, what they would experience, how they would be received if they did cut their hair off, that those women, I believe, would benefit from cutting their hair off. It's a personal development, you know, shock to your system experience. Here I am, you know, I can't run, I can't hide sort of thing. Well, this is similar. If social media isn't really a thing for you, like you don't feel too attached to it, you really could take it or leave it, it's not that big of a deal to you, then 
it won't really matter if you go off of social media. There's something else probably. I don't know if it's like giving up sugar or something else that will challenge you that you could consider. But for those of you, and I think a lot of us are in this category, who do feel like social media is something that you are, you enjoy and you see the value and yet you're either feeling like you're addicted to it, but you don't want to say it out loud. You feel like you're out of balance. You feel like you check it too often. You see yourself checking your phone, checking social media as soon as you wake up before you've even prayed or been grateful or breathed for the day or had a glass of water. Those of you who are on it because you feel like you have to be, what would happen to my following or what would happen to the people who I'm wanting to attract? If I leave, will they forget me? Those of you who feel that your worth in a weird way is somehow tied to your presence on social media. What if I'm invisible? What if people forget about me? What will that mean? Then this exercise is for you. Now, the episode is for everybody. And I'm not saying that just to keep you listening. I have plenty of other episodes you could listen to. But the whole episode is for everyone because it's not really about social media. But those of you who do have that struggle with social media, this example within the episode is really speaking to you. It's me talking to you directly because I was you. You know, it's not that I couldn't function without social media, but now that I've been off of it, I do realize how often I was checking my phone. I've done so much growth that I would say, oh, I don't compare myself to other people, but I realized that I was. I wasn't beating myself up or saying, wow, I wish I were her. However, I was consuming a lot that really wasn't benefiting me. So I really was living in a comparison game without realizing it. So I felt this nudge. And we've talked about this so many times where the divine spirit within us, God, whatever word you want to use, your creator, that force that is bigger than all of us, the messages from that energy will be a whisper, a tickle, a flick on the back of the head, a smack in the forehead, a brick, you know, a 747, a, a two by four, a freight train. It will grow if we're not listening. But, but the other thing is sometimes we get messages from God, which they are not lessons we have to learn. So they don't get stronger, right? They just drip to us and to many other people around the world. And it's like planting seeds. And whoever takes that and doesn't block it with negativity and fear. Oh, that couldn't be me. That's a crazy idea. Why would I have an orphanage in Africa? That's crazy. How could I ever do that? Those of us who don't block it with our fear thoughts, someone in the world is going to take that idea and bring it to fruition. Here's an example. Have you ever heard of an author say, maybe it's been you, I was going to write that book. I'm telling you, that book was my idea. There are people, Elizabeth Gilbert, one of my favorite authors, spoke about this, where she had an idea, a storyline for a book, detailed storyline, and she did not give birth to that book. And then one day she met a woman who authored a book, and it was the exact same book. I know it sounds like a big old quinketing, but there is no such thing as coincidences. So these ideas and these nudges that come from God aren't always lessons, right, that get bigger, bigger, louder, 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 louder. You're getting the same lesson over and over, but you're just in different classrooms. That's a whole different conversation. The things that get planted on our hearts, those whispers of, what if you did this? What if you did that? There's no bad or wrong here because it's okay if you go, "Mm, no, it's okay, right? Because other things will come to you at different times in your life. But when those come to us, we have the opportunity 
to water them, give them some sunshine, let them grow, or completely turn away or yank them out by the roots, you know, we get that choice. And there's no pressure because if it's meant to be, someone in this world will bring that to fruition, whatever the thought or the idea is. So (laughs) this is going to be a bit of a connect the dots, but I love stories like this because this is how it works. It's many times like a puzzle that you have to put together and it's not very straightforward. So I had this whisper, this idea, this what if, what if you did to completely get off of social media. Now, the interesting thing is it was not because of all the political discussions. It wasn't because of the Mark Zuckerberg issue, you know, I have real issue with him and the platform with the censorship and the fact checking. It actually had nothing to do with that. There was no negative reason for me to leave social media. It actually made no sense on paper. It really made no sense on paper. Why did I feel that nudge? I didn't know. But it felt so pure and so real and so undeniable that I chose to follow it. Now, I can't brag and say, well, I always listen to, you know, when God tells me to do something, totally not true, not true at all. There are many times where I know in my deepest part of me, which I believe is God, our creator, that divine wisdom, you know, that I need to not eat X, Y, or Z. That intuitively, I know that that's not good for me. And I say, yeah, I don't think so. Give me the donut, right? So I, every day, don't listen. But this felt so, I just can't explain it, so pure and so right. And so, like, like I knew it wasn't going to go away. And I had never felt it before. I have felt frustrated before, like, get me the hell off of here. This is annoying. No, this was different. This was a, you know, what if I just wasn't on it at all? Now, it's crazy because I just launched this podcast. We have this community of women. We've got now almost 15,000 listeners in 30 countries. But even with the community outside of the podcast, with the online course that was offered January 5th, We've got 150 some really engaged people who want more, who are asking for more courses, who are really participating in the text community and giving me feedback. And this would be an opportunity, a real business opportunity and just a beautiful human opportunity to grow and evolve this in a way that I think would take a little bit of effort, but not much. So what a horrible time to get off of social media, right? Social media is where, especially Instagram, if you ever watched my Instagram story, I was on there five times a day. I was always sharing nuggets of wisdom, sharing the upcoming episodes for this podcast consistently. You always knew what episodes were coming up, beautiful graphics, beautiful tutorials on what you're going to learn on the podcast, recaps, et cetera. Me getting off of social media when this thing is still getting its sea legs probably wasn't a great business decision. It probably made no sense to a lot of people. And I'm sure there were some people that were frustrated. I actually had a few messages from people saying, okay, so you got us all excited and now you're just ditching us, (laughs) you know? But here's the thing. You and I, you and I have to answer to ourselves and to God and to no one else at the end of the day. And I chose to follow that calling, even when it made no sense at all. Now, look, I am not claiming to be someone that had a million followers or even 10,000 followers, you know, or that it would like make people cry if I got off social media. However, 
social media was very significant in my life and I was very present. So it, it was a big deal for me. Backing up, I'll tell you that I also spent years and years and years growing that business I had before with social media. So it was something I was on every single day, multiple times a day. But I decided to follow that nudge. And it wasn't just me saying, I think I'm just going to take a break for a little bit. You guys, something was telling me six months. That's a long freaking time (laughs) to make any commitment for anything. But to not be on social media for six months, really, I didn't know why. I knew that March through September, I just needed to be off. So towards the end of February, I guess mid-February, well, maybe before that, because it's now mid-February. I'm recording this mid-February, and I've been off for, I think, a couple weeks now. See, that's the interesting thing is I can't even count. I don't even know. That's when you know you made the right decision. Have you ever tried to eat better, and every day it's like it's like counting down the days, like, okay, another day I didn't have sugar. I've gone 17 days without sugar. If you can really count it, you know, you're probably (laughs) not seeing the journey the way it could be seen, right? It shouldn't feel like a huge sacrifice. It should feel like you're going in the right direction, like you're breathing, not not like you're suffocating. So with this, it's interesting because I don't even know how long I've been off, a couple weeks. The point is that when I decided to step off of social media, not only did it not make sense to anyone including me, I felt so good about it. I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm really doing this. So the interesting thing, before I tell you about the experience of being off of it, the story for me is that I felt that nudge, didn't understand why, and did. I said six months. It felt really, really weird to say six months. My, my husband and other people were like, six months? Why? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know, but it's going to be six months. Okay. Separate from that, on one of the episodes, you heard me interview Stefanos Sifandos. And Stefanos is the marriage love relationship coach my husband and I hired. And we're really, really happy, by the way, about that decision. And Stefanos messaged me a few weeks ago, I don't know, a month ago, and said, hey, I want to share something with you. My wife, Christine, and I, she also is a coach and a master coach and a psychologist and two other experts. We're actually launching a program to train coaches to be master coaches, but it's not going to be like anything you've ever seen before. We're doing all the somatic work. This is what's ignored in the coaching world. Everyone's doing a lot of talking and inspiring and and not a lot of how do you get the stuff out of your body. And I thought of you, Jill. I really feel like you'd be a good fit for this. I don't even nearly know if you'd call yourself a coach, but I feel like you'd, you would enjoy this. And before it's out there, I want to offer this to you. Would you want to consider it? And I said, you know, no. I just don't want to. I've decided I'm taking the six-month break. I'm really focusing on writing my book, which has been a difficult process for some reason, even though I love writing. It's not just falling out of me. It's been bumpy. And I need to get unstuck and figure out why. And I really just want to focus on all aspects of my health, you know, my wellness, my family, and this book. And I just want no other distractions. And he's like, perfect. Sounds great. A few days later, my husband said, hey, I noticed that Stefano's just launched this amazing coach for coaches. And I think, and I said, nope, not interested. Don't want to be a coach. I love the people I work with. And I'm sure, by the way, I've been a coach for years without really having any training to be a coach. I get that I coach people every day, but I don't want that to be my career. I just want to focus on my wellness, my health, my family, right? Oh, the podcast, by the way. And, And figuring out what's going on with this book. That's all I want to do for six months. He's like, okay, sorry. I was just mentioning it. And then I let it go, literally let it go. 
So I wish I could tell you when, but about a week or so ago, I went for an acupuncture appointment. Now, usually when I go to acupuncture, and it's not that often, by the way, I've been there as I've been open about on the podcast, two of my children have had some really difficult health crises after being a perfectly healthy family for many, 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 many years, two out of the five kids, some serious stuff. And so lots and lots and lots and lots of doctor's appointments. And we were at our naturopathic physician appointment. And usually I'm there with them. And I only squeeze some acupuncture in for myself if I'm like literally just so stressed over everything that's happening with them and I need to chill. And even that's rushed. It's like, all right, beam me up, Scotty. Hurry up. All right, got to go. I mean, it's just not ideal. This time, I had an appointment for myself, by myself, total self-care. No one was with me. I had nothing else to think about. I just want to take care of me. So I had, if you've never had acupuncture, I highly recommend it. Everything is in place. I'm lying there. And I was doing lots of belly breathing, right? Remember how much better that is for us than the typical, you know, that sternal, that chest breathing that we all do. Big belly breaths in not thinking about anything, which by the way is meditation just being. And I had this sense of euphoria. They call it AccuStone. <laughs> and you can get AccuStone. It's like being stoned. It's like being high. I had this beautiful euphoric feeling, just this buzzing, beautiful joy, peace feeling just flowing through my body and just was beautiful. And as I was lying there, I saw hands, which I now know were God's hands, but they were hands. And on the hands were these little like, it was like almost like a little house. And so if you've ever heard me say, we are the director of our own theater, I actually got that from a course I took years ago. That thought or that awareness came over me as my eyes were closed, as I was in this state, I saw the hands, I saw something that looked almost like a plastic stage house, something. And the awareness I had, and if you've had this happen, you know, it's not like God says, this is you. You know, it just is an awareness. If you're open to it, right? If you quiet your mind, if you're really able to tune in and listen, right? The answers are there. And what I saw was that visual. The awareness was you are the director of your own theater. And then God took one hand and flicked and knocked over all the pieces. And the second awareness that came to me was, and I'm in control. You are the director of your own theater, and I'm in control. So I have been knocking over these pieces and taking your theater and turning it upside down with what's going on with your kids. And you get to decide how you're going to respond to that. But at the same time, I've got you. I've got you in my hands. It was such a beautiful, peaceful lesson. It could not have been more clear. So then, I don't understand the symbolism of this, but there was a bird that just perched on my hand and looked right at me and then walked away. As soon as that happened, all of this is again with my eyes closed in this state that I described, and it's not a dream. I saw myself in this coaching program that Stefanos had recommended, but it wasn't like you should do that, or it's very difficult to explain, but it's just, I was in it. And the awareness was, this is where you belong. And after the session was over, I was like, okay, that was weird. 
And I did the thing that I've done before where I know intuitively I probably shouldn't eat that, but I do it anyway, where I don't listen. My head got involved and I was like, okay, that was so cool, so beautiful. And I'm not listening to that last piece because I sure as hell ain't doing that. Got up, got dressed, went about my way. I felt called to message my marriage coach. And I said, Steph, it's super weird. And I told him what happened. And he goes, hmm, very interesting. It sounds like you're really tuning into the universe. And I was like, hmm, maybe. (laughs) I just didn't want it to be. I didn't want to do that. Not interested. Don't want to take that on. For those of you who don't know this, I'm I'm helping raise a a one-year-old. I've got my little grandbaby, 8.30 a.m. to 3.30 p.m., Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays. It's a lot. I love it, but it's a lot plus the podcast, plus the life stuff. Yeah, not doing it. But I was like, this is really weird. Fast forward. I had an appointment, and this is going to freak some of you out. I understand. Some of you know, but remember, your judgment is not coming from God <laughs> when you judge. That's not that, that's your ego talking. So if it does freak you out, just, just be open to what I'm saying. It doesn't mean it has to be for you, but this is my story. So I had an appointment with a very, very respected psychic. And this is a psychic who only works in something called Christ consciousness, right? So this is like highest level, pure, good, divine light, love, angels. And this woman is revered all over the world. And she has an 11-week waiting list just to have a conversation to see if she'll work with you. And so I'd been waiting for this appointment. And I had my appointment. And we had all kinds of conversations, which I will share on a different episode. And then towards the end of the appointment, I said, okay, so we've been talking about a lot of stuff that has to do with my children and health and just how heavy all this has been. And I'm really feeling like I need to spend a little bit of time talking to you about me. It's all me. But I mean, like, really just me, 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 me. She's like, no, I agree. So as we were talking, she said, okay, so I just want to share something with you. She said, I'm really, your guides and your angels are really prompting me right now and asking me to share with you that you choosing to leave social media for six months, by the way, I had not told her this, isn't just about this book and it isn't just about what you think. There's something else that they want you to consider that the reason for you taking this break is something you haven't considered. And I was like, what's that? And she said, well, it's actually an opportunity for you to be a very high level, like master coached through a program called Elementum. And I was like, you've I'm just going to say it, you guys. You've got to be fucking kidding me. I mean, I was like, you have got to be kidding me. This is the same program that I envisioned and didn't mean to when I was in acupuncture that my husband told me he thought I should consider. Now a third source is telling me, not just that maybe you should, but she said, all I'm seeing is green lights, green lights, green lights. And they're all saying, this is not only for you, this is why you felt prompted. They prompted you to get off of social media. God was telling you to get off of social media for six months for this. And I was like, well, that's weird though, because it's a year-long program. And she's like, really? And I said, well, yeah, as far as I know. Finished the experience. And the next day I was like, all right, fine. So I messaged my marriage coach again. And I said, this is really weird, but mm, the psychic who they, they know who she is, told me that my spirit guides, my guardian angels, I mean, they're seeing me doing this. 
but it's bizarre because I know it's a year-long process and I just don't want to, I, I just don't feel called to do this. And he said, oh, it's so funny that you said that. It's not. It's exactly six months. And I said, wait, what'd you say? He said, it's six months. And I said, and when does it start? Beginning of March. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's really interesting. So after that, I made a decision. And again, whatever decision I made would have been okay. But at that point, I made the decision to do what I did with the social media, which was I'm going to listen for whatever reason I am meant to do this, even though, you guys, I do not see myself as a coach in six months. That is not, I see myself as an author and a podcaster, and that is it. But I said, okay, I'm, I think I'm going to do this. I'm not even excited about it. I don't even want to do this. But it's calling me, it's pulling me, it is choosing me. And as I got really quiet and I prayed and really listened, the answer was clear. This is what you're meant to do, but you don't need to understand it. Okay. Had another acupuncture appointment. Same thing happened. This time in the acupuncture appointment, same euphoric feeling, all of that. Didn't see the hands. But as I was lying there, I just saw the logo of this program called Elementum. It just came into my mind's eye. And the message I got was very clear. This is about you being a better human, learning to love yourself, finally exploring all of the dark, deep shadows that you haven't quite explored with your growth, healing them, and being able to navigate these difficult waters with your children, which might get rougher, in a way that you've never been able to navigate before. On top of that, I had this vision of me lying in my bed in my bedroom, master bedroom, and there are all these little beds all around the room. And as I was lying there in, in the acupuncture appointment, I saw myself with my arms out, and I was protecting and loving on all of these children that were in the room with me, and all of them were orphans, and they were African children who were orphans. They were just, they were also orphaned. It wasn't just that they were orphans. It's that they needed love and care, not just physical care. And it was such a beautiful feeling. Now, I've always felt called to Africa. That's a different story. I always wanted to adopt from Africa. And I've not been in a situation where it was a yes, yes. I wanted to say yes, but God wasn't saying yes, okay? So I've never pursued that. So I know this is a web here that I'm weaving this web, taking you through this, and it may feel like the dots aren't connecting, but just as we did in the 2021 episode, looking back on 2020, you can always connect the dots when you look backwards and then it makes sense. And if you don't judge it, you'll see it more clearly. So I had that visual, didn't think anything of it. I decided to go ahead and enroll in the course, even though I didn't understand it. When I went to enroll, everything was going wrong. The link wasn't working. The link to actually submit the money wasn't even in the email. All these bizarre things were happening. And the woman who was the assistant to the creators of this were like, this is, she was like, this is weird. This doesn't happen with anybody else. I'm like, well then, see, I had the choice and this is where you had the choice. I could have said, well, there's resistance. If there's resistance, I'm not meant to do it. Sometimes the resistance is to push us to decide to choose it. I still felt called to do it. I almost wanted to go, I'm not doing this. It was about a three-hour process of trying to get the damn money 
submitted. I mean, it was ridiculous. My credit card kept getting denied. I had to keep calling the bank. It was really weird. And finally, I'm like, no, I'm pushing through all of these obstacles. and I'm getting this done. And I had my husband use his PayPal account and, and I paid and it was done. As soon as it was done, I had this peaceful feeling. Now, here I am getting ready to commit to an extremely intense six-month program to be a master coach when I don't even think I want to do it. <laughs> but I had peace. I knew it was the right decision. And the last piece of this is that I then thought, well, I might as well look to see what the program is. Guys, I hadn't even looked yet. I watched the video and I was like, oh, this is pretty amazing. And I saw that there were two people other than my coach and his wife. And he had mentioned that, but I didn't know who these people were. One of them, I was very drawn to. And I decided to Google her. When I typed in her name and I clicked on images, the first thing that popped up was her standing the same way I was laying in my vision with her arms spread out wide with a dozen at least young African children that she was loving on, embracing, and inspiring. And I just sat there and I cried. And I said, oh my God, what if I had said no? I knew God was speaking to me. I knew this was God saying, I told you, keep listening, follow my words, follow my whispers. And I don't know what's going to come of this, guys, but I know it's going to be something beautiful. What the hell does this have to do with getting off of social media? Well, part two of this is what have I noticed being off of social media? Well, the first, and this again isn't to tell you that you, you should do it. Don't let anyone should on you, okay? But maybe it'd be worth looking into. The first thing I no notice is that I don't miss it at all. How do I not miss it when my friends are on there? All my former colleagues are on there. I mean, that whole community of that company are like family to me. I miss them. Why do I not miss it? You know why? Because I got off for the right reasons. Before, I was like jonesing for it and wanting it because I wasn't meant to be off of it. I was trying to give it up because I, quote unquote, should give it up, not because I felt called to give it up. There's a difference. I should go to graduate school. I feel called and pulled to go to graduate school. Such a difference. So one is that I don't miss it at all, at all. Like I started to put the Facebook app back on my phone. And I'm like, what am I doing? And I took it off. No interest, none. I also noticed as I did some journaling that even though I didn't think I was doing this, I was spending a lot of time just scrolling my phone. And I was doing that to numb and to avoid other things. I was consuming too much. And I masked it as, I'm a student. I'm learning. It was too much consumption. I was consuming what everybody else was doing. And even if that just meant looking at what they were doing. And when you and I do that, we stifle our own creativity. We mute our own voice. I started looking around at my family, my teenagers and young adults. And I realized, wow, they're more disconnected from each other and from the world than I realized. And just like with the hair experience, women started saying to me, I wish I could do that. Thank you for going first. 
It's really inspiring. I can't imagine being off of social media for six months. I wish I could, but I can't. Or I think I'm going to get off of this. It's been really, really, really interesting. So as you're looking at your life, all your experiences, remember part of being you is tuning out the noise, silencing all of the comments and all of the opinions of others tuning into your creator, to that divine spirit, and asking, what do you see for me? What do you want for me and from me and with me? And then deciding to follow that. And number two, if you feel called to do something, ask yourself and observe yourself when you've made that decision and say, what am I learning? Why is this happening? And what was I meant to learn from this experience? What is life like since making that decision? And what have I noticed? So while I won't be on social media for the next six months, I'm really excited because you're all going to benefit. You are all going to benefit from the experience I have just agreed to have with this Elementum coaching program. Everything that I am integrating and learning and experiencing will be coming through, oozing through me and out of me into this microphone. And you're going to get it all for free. And I'm so excited about it. So have the most beautiful day. Remember, if you liked this podcast, even though I'm not on social, please screenshot it. If you liked this episode, screenshot it, send it to friends, but also put it in your stories if you don't mind. And suggest to people that they listen. We are at just under 15,000 listeners in 30 different countries. It's just so exciting. I think, no, we're at 32 countries now. It's been so beautiful, and it's all because of you. So have the most amazing day, and I cannot wait to be back with you again soon. Thank you so much for joining me on BU. I know there was something in this episode you were meant to hear, so let me know in a DM on Instagram at jillhermanbu. Be sure to subscribe to the BU Podcast. And if you have iTunes, I would so appreciate you rating the podcast and leaving a comment with your biggest aha or takeaway. Sharing a screenshot of this episode on your story is the best way for us to reach women just like you. And if you send a link to a friend, let her know what unique quality she has that the world needs more of. If this is your first visit, welcome to our BU Collective, where we get honest about what it takes to find our true self so we can set her free and start living.